Peace, mercy and blessings, beloved listener. This is Fine Words With. I'm your host, Aziza Adiola A.B.A. For me, words have always drawn me in and sparked my curiosity. An interesting turn of phrase or a unique metaphor has the power to move me in a deep and meaningful way. (laughs) Words of affirmation crew represent. So this is my opportunity to share my love of words with you. This podcast is all about word appreciation. From sharing poetry and prose, having guests join us and talk about their journey with words and hopefully encouraging you to pick up a pen, let the truth pour out and become a weaver of your own fine words. You are incredibly welcome. Now, on to today's episode. (laughs) Alright, we are live. Hello, dear listeners. Um, Today I am joined with a very special guest. Uh, She is a proud Trinidadian who moved to the United States as a young girl. She's a healthcare professional and she's obsessed with all medical shows, but intentionally makes time to pour into things that truly bring her joy, such as writing via her blog, wherewordswhisper.com, her podcast, love, life and poetry and painting and traveling i would like to welcome kelly hi everyone i'm so (laughs) excited to be here thank you for the invite aziza you are welcome i'm so like happy to have you i'm really glad you accepted the invitation um because I got to enjoy listening to some of your poetry, what feels like months ago now, um, Mm -hmm. on Clubhouse. Yeah, Yeah. but um, here we are. We made it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I guess I'll just kick things off with the very first question, which I um, am showing my um, lack of preparation by not having it right in front of me. (laughs) Here it is. Okay, so you know, let's 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 start talking. Let's start talking words and poetry. And I guess the first question I have for you is when did you first start writing poetry? You know, tell us about how you got started and you know why poetry even. Um my earliest memory of writing poetry was probably like middle school or grade school. Um, and it was just very simple. Roses are red, pilots are blue, um, probably about some boy. And I started to really be persistent with it in high school um, to the point where I would write. There was a poem I wrote about myself, um, kind of self-empowering. And then some friends saw it and was like, hey, can you write one about me? And then it became a thing like I would write about and literally it was personal to them, my experience of them. Um, the other day I found it going through my old high school records and I had a folder of the poems that I wrote for these people like mm. 20 years ago. And um, so I am, yeah, I'm, I'm up there in my late thirties. And um, yeah, so that's my fondest, my earliest memory of writing poetry has been. Mm. I've always used words to kind of express my inner thoughts. I've always kind of been like in myself, in my feelings and I express it that way. So kind of like a very deep internal world. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even just um, listening to you saying, like, because um, friendship is something that, like, means so much to me. So just um, hearing you talk about, like, these, I don't know how many of those, um, there's this, like, like Yoruba, like, um, idiom, which is, like, 20 kids can't play together for 20 years. So I don't know how many of those people you still are in, but even just having the poems of, yeah. you know. With social media, it's easy to kind of keep up with mm. your friends from so long ago. So mm. almost all of them, um, the oh, okay. or friends with on social media. Mm. I thought about like sharing the poems with them, but I, as like expressive as I am on my my blog or on the podcast it like I go into a shell when I share it or when someone hears it out loud or mm. so and it's so like long ago you can tell how juvenile it was back then but yeah I've thought about sharing with them when I came across it I probably still will mm. I remember this poem but um yeah so I guess oh. <laughs> that's even um you know, you saying it's it's so juvenile, like it's just it made me like laugh because <laughs> you know, like um it makes me think like, you know, then and there when you were writing it, you were like, you know, I'm gonna put my feelings yeah. into words, I'm gonna express it. And you know, like this the you that you are now looks back at it and is like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, oh okay. That okay. was cute. Especially being in Clubhouse and seeing how, like, mm. so talented everyone is. It kind of makes you want to question your art. But I always make sure that I sit in my gift. Like, I'm not made to mm. like anyone else. I'm not made to um, compete with anyone as far as poetry is concerned because everyone's souls is different. And I really feel like poetry is an expression of your soul, your truth your experiences and everyone's is going to be different the way they express mm. it. Some are going to be really powerful and like, you know, dominant, which I admire. And then others are going to be kind of a little soft and quiet. Others mm. are going to you know, speak to their, I'm a lover. So most of my poems are going to be like butterflies and lollipops and, or things like that. But mm. don't playing with words. I, I, my, blog page where words whisper is so that my words always have a space place to speak and sometimes mm. it's easier to speak when we just whisper it sometimes it's more potent when we just whisper so mm. even that is it's kind of like making my brain tick over because where words whisper and you just kind of saying in terms of like the voice right like yeah. how our voices differ because we are different people yeah but then there is room for that kind of softer you know mm -hmm. maybe quieter but no less potent kind of right. sound yeah right. it's going to resonate different with different people mm. yeah and I like what you said about sitting inside your gift can you kind of like elaborate a little bit on that uh, I think so much of 
especially with social media, even like this clubhouse experience of like getting mm -hmm. to see different people express the same gift, um, but such in a different way, like with poetry. I was, I would always be in my own world with that. I never realized how large the poetry community was outside of clubhouse. Um, mm -hmm. I'll go to like slam poetry performances and things like that, but it always seems so outside of me and how I express myself in that way. So, we're, we naturally compare ourselves to other people when it's similar. Mm -hmm. And so I have to constantly remind myself to sit inside your gift. You were meant to express it in this way. You don't have to be like them to express yourself in that way. It's your gift that's unique to you. Mm -hmm. Same as, and everyone's gift isn't the same, even if it's the same platform. Mm -hmm. so. Like you bring your own, you bringing your essence to it is where value lies. It's not in kind of like hearing this sound out there and being like oh you know yeah, I could have like, come with ooh. that I could have tried yeah. to how do I fit into no no right no. we're not fitting into we are we are us like we like we, you are yourself and what you have to offer is what you have to offer and that's what's needed from your person yeah when we get lost in trying to fit in, we lose ourselves. And so that's a constant thing, though. It, it sounds easy mm. and beautiful saying it, but um, it's a constant thing. When you mm. try to fit in, you lose yourself. And so in comparison, we all do it. But I have to just sit in my gift, and that's what I mean mm. by that. It's like a, like a point of reflection or like a self-reminder that, you know, yeah, I get that because I, I, I really um kind of, <laughs> um, when I I remember when I came onto Clubhouse like months back now, and I was just like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> right, oh, all right. Oh, what have I been doing all this time? I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then and then I was just like, I can't. I think I maybe somebody was making that same like point. That, you know, well, like I'm not here. Like when you speak when you you know when you're reading your poetry when you're you're delivering your piece it's you it's yours it's not it's not anyone else's so you you know they, they're always like yeah. talk your shit talk yeah. your shit you know <laughs> but not anyone else's your shit right. you know so yeah and, and really I definitely want to speak to that like I love such the encouragement it's so positive mm -hmm. like even if it's not quote unquote great. There's people like in, like encouraging you to hey mm. dig a little deeper, like explore that a little bit, like in mm. such an empowering and positive way. Like I mm. remember my heart beating out my chest the first time I recited something, and it was I didn't even recite it. I just I played one of my recordings and then just kind of closed my eyes. I'm like, Ugh. and everyone was just like so welcoming and like mm. positive and so that gave me the courage to actually speak live and then that was the same response but then like seeing how they um accept and intertwine with other people who are new or not mm. like, it's such a great community on yeah. like yeah. i'm so grateful i found it honestly i feel the same because it's just it's so warm like you know that like it's just it's not even it's it's just warm. It's just, it's just like, yeah. it's just, it's just really warm. And yeah. 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 Oh, um, okay. So the next question I have up, I feel like it's so weird. So I'm, you know, I have this, uh, this is going to be on the podcast now. So everyone's going to know how weird I am. <laughs> Anyways, so I've got this like, um, 
awareness that the segue is not smooth I'm like okay so next up like people were like you know in the chat and then now I'm like oh okay question but um now I've made it like a billion times more awkward by commentating on it whilst it's happening live but there we are that that's that's what I have to bring <laughs> enjoy yeah yeah you know make of what make of that what you will but enjoy um, my gift. yeah um, <laughs> so uh, the next question is what is that like what is that process like for you so what is your poetic process or like you know how do you how do you bring yeah, how do you bring your feelings into word form or into poetic form? Like, what's that? Tell us about it. Invite um, us into your world. <laughs> I'm often, like, in the most peaceful space, not necessarily physically, but, like, mentally. Like, the TV's not on. Like, there's nothing. Mm. Um, I often have the words when I'm sitting still right before bed, and it could be an experience with someone um, romantically, or it could be an experience with someone um, else's experience and mm-hmm. with someone else that we discuss, and one word will trigger a poem for me. Mm. Um, and a lot of it comes from music. Um, I love R&B and country music. So I could be sitting there listening to it and like I might hear a phrase and it's gonna trigger an entire poem for me. And so mm. I'll hear it in my head, um, keep adding to it, then I'll try to write it down as soon as possible or I'll record it on my phone so I'll remember and then kind of add to it later on. Um, oftentimes it'll come when I'm, t- I'm taking a nap. You know that those, those when your mind is running mm. right before you down, it'll come there. Um, I've had one experience in which, and I, and I shared this on one of my episodes on my podcast, I was uh, laying with my boo <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was rubbing my back he's rubbing my back for me to fall asleep and in that moment of intimacy I came up with a poem in my head in that moment I was like oh I need to get up and, and write it down but I was like I don't want to ruin this moment this experience I want to stay in the present and the next moment next morning I woke up and remembered every word and that's normally not an experience for me but I think staying in the present moment with him and like just feeling the intimacy and experience the intimacy made me stick, remember those words the next morning. Mm. And so then I wrote it out and you know, that became that. But oftentimes it all happens. <laughs> you guys can't see, but I've turned into an entire ball of mush because like, <laughs> I don't know why that made me want to tear up. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it just, it, oh, the, like, that's just, the, it's just like. Yeah, it's uh, little sweet little cuddles, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even just like that thing of like being present in that moment and it, mm-hmm. like ma- meaning that because you are present, then, you know, even though it's not normally what happens, that when you woke up the next day, it was still there. It was, it was still real. It was still like concrete and like yeah. in like the words were still um you know you could still touch yeah, them yeah touch them feel them yeah it was yeah very clear it wasn't much recollection needed it was just real tangible and I think that has a lot to do with staying in the present and enjoying the moment so in that moment I chose that moment instead of rushing to my phone to write down the words and I think it sustained it a little bit more and it was a little bit more impactful in that way Mm -hmm. and that's the thing too I do on my poetry 
um, podcast is I tell the story behind each poem, like what inspired it. So I start off saying, you know, I gave the experience of that one, for example, or um, whatever it may be. Sometimes I might be on a plane and I had one which I wrote. I saw that I was looking down and saw the ocean and thought about the depths of the ocean and compared it to the depths of love. And then that inspired a poem. So I kind of give each poem its story before I recite it on each of the episodes of my podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, you know, it is. It's like, um, it's just, you know, you've got like such a, a gentleness to you as I'm listening to you and it's making me feel like, oh, like, you know, like, so I have to say things when they occur to me because, um, but yeah. Thank you. So, um, I guess I was going to ask then I am so that and through, you know, I've only had like maybe five or six other conversations like this, like, you know, in this podcast format, but mm-hmm. in my mind, it's kind of like things are sorting out into intuitive writers and intentional writers, not to say that there's no crossover because there is crossover, mm-hmm. but um, in terms of like, you know, like the process is like, listening to you it's sounding like you get them as downloads and then you know and then you kind of tweak them and you, you know you know as opposed to you're like okay um at 10 p.m today I'm gonna write right. home. <laughs> you know yeah that's the hardest thing for me to do when someone says hey here's your word prompt and write a poem mm. for that because if I haven't experienced it in some way I'm just playing with words and I think that's a great way to exercise your skills as a poet mm-hmm. um but for me, it's really about feelings and experiences. Mm. And I want to always read something and remember exactly what, you know, perpetuated that. Not a word, mm. but like what feeling emoted that entire poem. Where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's interesting. Because you know what, like you, what you just said about, um, um, about it being a good way to exercise your, like if you get a prompt. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, I can't. I say this a lot is that I I can't or I don't, you know, I don't go, oh, okay, it's time to write a poem. I'm going to write a poem about this. And then off I go, I more go through, okay, you know, what am I feeling? Or sometimes I'm like, you know, when you have a feeling trapped inside you and you're like, I need to get this out. And then, you know, you're like, okay, let me write a poem. That will be a a healthy and safe way to get this out rather than like, I don't know, you know, whatever. Um, But, you know, in like the prompts and stuff, when you know, when you're there, people are like, oh, you know, here's a prompt. With the prompts, I can do that kind of like, you know, like it's it's not, and maybe it's because I'm not taking it too serious. I'm just like, okay, let's see what, yeah, what comes. Yeah. But I think they feel different. The poems feel yeah. like, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I freeze on those prompts. There was one that I did in the clubhouse where we all completed a poem together and we were all responsible for the next line. And when it Ooh. came to me, I was like, please come back to me. Cause I was like, I got to stay in the trend of what you, st- cause it was yeah, like it was come seven before. people behind. Yeah. Mm. Like I got to stay in the trend of that. I got to be as powerful as everyone else. So let me just dig into my feelings so I can really resonate and stay mm. with each man. And that was like a really great experience um, to like create a poem with so many different poems. But like, I, I even if I'm given a prompt, I have to sit in my feelings and like, what does this word mean mm. to me? Before it, what has been my experience with this word before I can actually like 
write it. But when I have to like do it like this, I'm like, oh, it's like you words. It's just gonna be word. I don't know. I was gonna say it's like it, I was, I was um I was regurgitation. <laughs> just yeah, like just like random words pieced together yeah. without that, without the um strength of feeling that because I was gonna what was it's the two thoughts are coming at the same time because what I was trying to say before, but not interrupting you, was the idea of you making time to connect with the feeling that the word brings up in you and mm-hmm. needing that space to really get a sense of what is that? What does that feel like? And then, I don't know if that's true. This is just my imagining, listening to you. So I could mm-hmm. be wrong, I could be right. Um, or I could be, you know, I don't know, somewhere right else. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but like, so then if if that's, some, that's a part of your process then, like, you know, needing to be in a space where you can sit with, what that is and yeah. then and then draw it out like um oh draw it out because you actually yeah I have to that be there that, it feel, and even with painting like I have to feel it like I have to I can't mm. I rarely ever say to myself all right today is a paint day I normally have to be in the mood to do it and not in a mood of like okay I feel like being creative but like there's some sort of vision I have in my head or some sort of feeling I have in my head that I want to come out. Mm. And so with everything, as far as art is concerned, I am a Pisces. I am all into emotions. I think mm. with my heart before I think with my head. So everything that I do, even with the beginning of how, with your question of, you know, when did I start writing? Mm. It was always because of feelings, some feeling that promoted it. So it's hard for me to just be logical with poetry, mm. even though it's a great practice, you know, yeah. to kind of play on words and things like that. That's very hard for me. Wait, so wait, though. Okay. Um, Cause I was hearing you say like, it's, it's challenging to be logical with poetry because you know, that cause you come from that more emotional mm-hmm. place. And then that makes you think of like left brain, right brain, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But then you just said, um, oh, now my thoughts are lost. Um, oh, God, what did you say after you said, um, after you said? It began with feelings for me. Like your question with me going back to when I started writing poetry was always from a feeling. So it's hard for me to apply logic to my poetry, though those prompts to me are very helpful in practice. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't remember where I was going, so that's okay. Um, okay. Yeah, this is a very authentic <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it is what it is, and you'll you know, get back to it. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea where I was, where I was going. I'm so sorry. Um, um, so I guess that's a great segue to the next question. Um, what parts of yourself? do you access and connect with through poetry? Um, I definitely connect with my intuition, Mm. my, and whatever emotion that's the strongest for me in that moment. Most Mm. of the time it has to do with a romantic connection in some way. So it could be writing about the fluffy part of romance, or it could Mm. be writing about, you know, when it doesn't get so, it's no longer great, you know, Mm. it's kind of a struggle and trying to identify 
um, that part of mm. the relationship. So I used to like tap in deeper, um, but I feel like once you go there, like I, I wrote a poem years ago about my um, personal traumas growing up mm. and just to kind of empower myself and show myself that I've gone through a lot and I'm, you know, kind of climbing through the storm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think once you go there and you let that out, then that's something that you've already experienced. You can elaborate on it if you go back into those feelings. But for now, so much of the way that I live my life is about love and life, pouring mm -hmm. into other people. Mm -hmm. And as they pour into me, really taking in those feelings as experiences that aren't going to last forever. So I make them last forever in my words. Mm. Say that again. Please. <laughs> the way that I live my life is about love and life and pouring into other people and truly being present when people pour back into me because these experiences that we encounter with different people aren't forever. And so mm. I make them last forever in my words. Mm. And um, I asked to repeat that just because it it took my brain in so many different places. And then I was like, wait, okay, I need to hear it again. Um, you know, like something about all the things we experience are then impermanent, you know? I don't know mm -hmm. if impermanent is a word, but, you know, impermanent <laughs> or yeah. whatever the word is. And then in the process of, or in the, in the act or in the, in the intention of writing, you kind of, um, I don't know if immortalize is too strong a word. I think it's a know, great word, especially okay. for poets. That's what we do. Like you, you live forever. If you've ever been with a poet, you will live forever in their words. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> you will I guess live that's forever. True, yeah. You may, it may not be titled after you. But they know you live forever in their words. Mm. Or experience oh. a poem. And I don't even think it needs to be someone that's romantically involved either. Because so mm. much of our, our writing is about our experiences. And I'm just intentional about digging deep in the moment for it. Because again, like people as, as romantic and as much of a hopeless romantic I am, I do recognize that we don't own people. No one's ours to keep forever. Mm. Um, friendships or romantic relationships. And a way to do that is to just write about them and relive those mm -hmm. moments in only a way you can. Yeah, and it's like in, in doing that, you get to keep a piece of it. The peak, like from where, from your, from your standpoint yeah. and how you experienced it. And you can come back to it and be like, oh yeah, remember when? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so the last question I have for you is what parts of, um, it's basically the same question, but about other people. So <laughs> how do you um, access other people through poetry or what parts of other people do you, or do you even feel that you do connect with or, you know, other people through your poetry? And that's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For a long time, I was like in a very long term relationship and I was pretty content in the relationship. And so I like songs that were negative 
in a in the context of um, heartbreak or things like that, I couldn't relate to it because I was okay in the relationship. I hadn't experienced any heartbreak until the end of it. But like during that time frame, what all I could write about was like you know fluffy things. Mm. I would access my other friends and other people with their experiences of love and and write it in a way of and to empower them and make them feel encouraged that you know it can be different. You are worthy. Mm. Um, you know. That mm. that thing you're searching for is is possible. So I would access people in that way, like my friends talking about in those moments where I can't relate to it. Now there's definitely times in my life where I it's direct. <laughs> yeah, it's all about me and my personal experience with it. But when I can't relate to it, and I need to like be more dynamic with my poetry, if I feel like it's too much, you know, love love and not enough life then I'll access um, other people so that my audience can kind of experience the spectrum. Mm. I think even just listening to you as well, it sounds like you're very, yeah, you're just intentional. You know, it sounds like you're, you're conscious of one, the way poetry stays, you know, it, it stays, it has a certain level of permanence um and you know you've said the word empowering quite a few times yeah <laughs> yeah um no I'm just saying that I'm not saying I'm I'm noting that noticing that and thinking it probably has some sort of significance i.e in your poetry like you want it to be something that's empowering that you know kind of yeah. says something empowering and meaningful yeah that's important to me um and and poetry is just simply how I express myself in so many ways. Like um, you know, I mentioned earlier, like you know, my my childhood, my upbringing, upbringing wasn't um, the best. And I recently spoke at a women's conference in which I shared. I was able to share my experience by one opening up with one poem and then end it with another about forgiving. And I think that's just the current season that I'm in where I'm saying the word empowering often because Mm -hmm. I didn't even recognize that I was writing to empower myself in those moments in my adult life until Mm -hmm. I was called to share my story and trying to wrap up what's the lesson in all of this for based on my experience. Mm -hmm. And for that moment, it was about, you know, forgiving and recognizing that, you know, your traumas, your experiences don't necessarily define you. Um, and sometimes we need to put that into sim- the simplest words. Sometimes we have to put that into beautiful poetry for other people to want to get to that space of forgiveness and healing and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think empowering, just if, if I had to name this chapter of my life, that would be it. Um, uh, for those of you listening I just smiled very sappily um, (laughs) because that that really spoke to me (sighs) oh um okay so now Kellyanne um I will put myself on mute and invite you to share the piece that you've prepared for us and then afterwards we can talk about the poem and yeah that is 
Mean. Unmute now. All right, this piece is called Tremor. You make my legs tremble, my hips lock, my knees buckle, my toes stretch while chaotically my hands go from scaling your back to grabbing the sheets, then finally gripping the headboard. My head leads my lips in search of yours and lock passionately, but momentarily. A quick thank you, I suppose, for the euphoric state you've placed me in. My head rests while my back arches, then relaxes uniformly with the insertion of your love. You effortlessly place your hands on my hips for guidance, fitting your piece perfectly into the deepest levels of my puzzle. I tremble with toes curled, heart racing, breath slowing, and limbs relaxing. My head leads my lips to yours once more to thank you for such a breathtaking tremor. Pull. I couldn't find my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that was very sensual. Yeah. But also, you know, very much like listening to it made me think of like that connection you know yeah. like the connection and intimacy like the yeah. you know there was this line where you just said something about puzzles but then it made me think of you know that whole idea of being puzzle pieces that fit together mm -hmm. and yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's like I could be very sensual and lovey and of those things and that was literally me expressing a moment and the mm. next day I wrote that <laughs> and that's how that moment felt to me like it was way deeper than the act itself mm. it was those things like being in the present and feeling our breath slowing and and paying attention to each direction that happened like that memory was so vivid in my mind I could just because of the feeling mm. I could describe it in, in that way without being overt or overly sexual or anything mm. like that. Just staying with the intimacy that that moment created or was founded from a deep mm. intimacy. It's just kind of like this, it, it's very close and it, it's actually very personal as well. Mm -hmm. Listening to it feels like it deserves, oh, sorry. Because um, I was going to say it deserves silence like into obviously all poetry deserves silence i.e because you're listening but like then mm -hmm. um it also feels that kind of whispering kind of and then that's why i went oh because yeah. i just want to like where words whisper <laughs> yeah like, it's gentle it doesn't yeah. require anything hard or harsh or overt mm. just let it whisper let it marinate and for some the experience will you know be familiar mm. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny I feel all giggly and yeah. yeah that's how I feel once I put it out there I'm like oh my gosh I can't listen because that's like such an intimate deep part of me mm. and so to write it it's safe it's a safe space to put it on my blog. It's a safe space. Even to record it in a podcast is a safe space. But to like, I have to sit in a room and watch people react to it. I'm like, oh, mm, that is the most intimate parts of me. 
that you're reacting to. Not my words. That's the most intimate parts of me. Mm. I guess there's kind of like, there's a certain level of courage and steel that's required to kind of like, yeah. 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 To share in that way. Mm, mm. I just, my, my mind's going like, like just random words are floating into my head, like open, vulnerable. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And vulnerable is the scariest place. But I always write about being vulnerable because if, like my Angela said, my favorite quote is have enough courage to trust love one more time and always one more time. And so mm. that's, a, that's like a whole another level of vulnerability. If your heart's been broken over something didn't work out the way it, is, it did before. So being in that vulnerable space and writing my poetry, I just trust it. Just trust your gift, trust the feeling, trust the emotions. And as far as love and life, that's how I approach it. Just always have the courage, no matter what happens, to keep going. And in love, mm -hmm. trust it one more time, always one more time. Because it's too, when you're completely vulnerable, the fear of vulnerability and the feeling of being present in your vulnerable state is far greater than any fear behind that. Like that moment of vulnerability you're sharing with someone, and it could be in any form of a relationship that feeling of deep intimacy and connection in that way is far greater than the fear of it itself and never getting to experience something like that. Like it's so much more powerful. Mm -hmm. Like if you, ex if it's like an opportunity cost, like where you're like, oh, it's so scary, I won't do it. But then you're yeah. missing out on, on like this thing that's so, like it's so much more than... Like it's it's in like if it was like weight, like the the experience would weigh, like mm -hmm. so, sorry when you weigh, I'm I'm putting my hands up and I put it up. I know what you it mean. Should, it should be low because it's heavier. Than yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Kellyanne. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being my guest. Uh, yeah. Okay, I am going to say this is the end of this episode. Okay. And um, thank you to everyone for listening. And a couple words from Kellyanne. This is a great experience. I'm so grateful for you, for meeting you and getting to experience this. I wish you the best of luck with your podcast. I love the first episode. Um, I love your your blog and where fine words weave. <laughs> it sounds like kind of similar to where words whisper. And so I'm so grateful to meet you and connect you all the way across the pond. Is that what you guys say? <laughs> Gosh, do it again, please. Yeah, like I can't like even describe how like fun this has been and like just how much I've enjoyed it. And um yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um no, but sincerely, thank you so much. Like this conversation has felt like a real gift. And um yeah, I'm just really thoughtful and reflective right now. And yes, 
and to the listeners thank you for listening and please tune in next time bye if you would like to support fine words weave you can become a member of our patreon sign up at www.patreon.com forward slash fine words weave